What's up, guys? Welcome to The Road Podcast, the podcast where we talk about overall well-being, health, and all the crazy things that happen on this road that we call life. I'm your host, Jonathan Shane. Here we go, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Road Podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about fasting with an eating disorder. You know, I really want to start predicating my content towards what I specialize in, which if you don't know, it's helping people overcome eating disorders and developing holistic health through a ketogenic diet. And so eating disorders and body dysmorphia are something that I'm very much catered towards and geared towards. It's something that's on my heart. It's something I'm passionate about. And helping people develop healthy mindsets around food, like true healthy mindsets around food. And we can get all into the, uh, you know, the diet dilemma as it pertains to, you know, the idea of don't be restrictive and all that kind of stuff, because all that stuff is riddled with flaws. And it leaves so many people with eating disorders left wanting and needing stricter and firmer foundations to stand on. But today, today, we are going to talk about specifically fasting with an eating disorder. Fasting, why? Because it's a monster in the keto space. I do it. We all do it. Intermittent fasting is part of it. If you do keto and you don't intermittent fast, it's almost like you're not doing keto. That's how a lot of people treat fasting. I mean, we have amazing influencers in the space, you know, that really promote fasting. You know, I've talked about fasting. It's not something I talk about a lot because I deal with people with eating disorders. I understand that. But that does not mean in any way, shape or form that I disapprove of fasting for health benefits, for possible caloric restriction and control. I'm not saying it's not a useful tool. It's just that I deal with people and I work with people that tend to struggle with the idea of eating, not eating, when to eat, when not to eat, restriction versus fed. And there's a there's an imbalance there as they as they relate to food. And so I don't tend to promote it much. That being said, you know, you can go almost to any keto influencer, right? There's even a new app, Goody Beats, which is amazing, by the way. Him and Keto Coach came together. Or actually, he owns Keto Coach. Um, and they built something called the Fast Coach app. And if you like fasting and want to track, feel free to go ahead and, and try that out. This isn't an advertisement, but I've downloaded the app. It's pretty dope. Um, and you know, Danny Vega's on there. Jamie's on there. I think Robert Sykes, Keto Savage is about to, um, get on there too for next year. And they have like challenges and it's fun. Um, so fasting, there's nothing really wrong with fasting in its, in its essence, in its nature, but it's different as it pertains to someone with an eating disorder. And I want to get into the thicket of that. And I want to get into the thicket of how I coach people on how to handle fasting when they struggle with an eating disorder. Okay. So first thing is first, we have to understand where fasting can go wrong. You know what? Rather, let's start even before that. Let's start with what fasting is. Because maybe some of you are listening and you really don't know exactly what fasting is. There's a lot of info out there. A lot of people really don't know. Um, so let's get into what fasting and fasting is caloric restriction. If you eat or intake calories, you are not technically fasted. A fasted state is one in which your body does not activate digestive metabolic processes to absorb nutrients. So if you drink or eat calories, your body will activate those in some way. And so it takes focus off of repair and other things to handle that situation. So fasting is a state in which that is not going on. Fasted is a state in which your body is focused on cellular repair and recycling. This is 
popularly known as autophagy. It's scientifically known as autophagy, but people like to say it like, oh, what about autophagy? You know, like it's a constant thing that people really like to promote that they're doing. They're recycling their cells. They're making themselves more youthful and taking away their age. I'm sounding sarcastic because people over-exaggerate it. Like, yes, there is definitely scientific evidence in the scientific literature that intermittent fasting and extended day fasting can even um, help with skin repair and health. It can help with rejuvenation, youthfulness. It can help with all of that. But it's not like if you start fasting, you're going to go from 50 to 20 overnight, right? Like it's not that intense, but it can stall the aging process in your organs and your cells and your skin cells, things like that. So it is definitely something that can be useful and is powerful. However, if you intake calories, again, you're going to cut this process off, okay? That's one thing to understand. The other thing to understand, and this one's important too, is physiologically, fasting is when insulin is low and blood sugar is, is not high or present in the body, right? Ketones tend to get really high when you're fasted. So if you're constantly stressed out, we've talked about this in other podcasts, right? I've talked about this on my Instagram and other social media platforms. The endocrine system, when it gets stressed out, your body will release cortisol, especially if your adrenals are dysfunctional, then it will release them more than it should. This can cause a blood sugar spike, even though you're not eating anything. If this is going on, your body is focused on regulating your blood sugar. It's not focused on cellular repair. You're technically going through metabolic processes. While there's not a lot of blood in your digestive system because nothing's being digested. There are metabolic processes going on. So chronic stress can get in the way of fasting. It can negate some of the effects. That is a true story, physiologically speaking. So it's another thing to consider. If you're fasting and it's stressing you out, if it's making you extremely upset, if it's if, if it's making you obsessive about food and you can feel the weight of that obsession, then you should probably not fast. You need to go ahead and eat. Okay? So that's what fasting is. That's where fasting doesn't work. Now, what can go wrong with someone that has an eating disorder? I think oftentimes when you have an eating disorder, you think the right fix is to restrict, right? So the idea is like, oh, if I take away the cake, if I take away the food in general, if I restrict myself, then I don't let myself have these foods and these foods are are, are poison. They're toxic. I can't touch them. I won't touch them all that stuff. When you do that, you think that you're going to gain control and you're going to lose weight. And some people do. Some people that have mild disordered views towards food tend to have a rest- more of a restrictive mindset. Like I just need to restrict myself to have control. They do that, they lose weight and that's great. But more often than not, that's not how it works. Even if it goes good the first couple times, when you have an eating disorder, you tend to take that thought process and it becomes extremely toxic. This idea of restriction, right? This idea of restricting yourself because what ends up happening is that when we when we have a mindset of restriction, right? And we fall into the pressure of fall of giving in to that temptation because with restriction comes temptation. If you are restricted for something, then it becomes a lot more tempting. And that's just bottom line. If you are restricted for something, it becomes a lot more tempting. And when we give into temptation, we go all over the place. Because if you give into temptation and you break the rules of your restriction, then in your mind, perspectively speaking, you feel like you're out of control. Like, oh, I'm out of control. I gave up my control. I broke my restrictions, right? 
And you're going to learn here that perspective is key, right? And so, you know, oh, I broke my restriction. And so because you broke your restriction, because you don't feel like you're in control, you go way more overboard than you should. An example, someone decides to do a 16-8 fasting window. That is not a huge fasting window, but let's just say someone does that. Okay, so they fast for 16 hours. They have an eight-hour eating window. You do good for the first week. And then the second week, for whatever reason, hormonally, maybe you had a bad day at work, maybe you worked out extra hard, your body's hungry the next day, but you have it all, you have this pressure on yourself that if you do not fast those 16 hours, you're messing up. You've messed up. You need to try again tomorrow. So when you give in, let's say, let's say you fast for 12 hours and you're like, you know what? I need to eat. When you eat, more often than not, we tend to go overboard because we've broken the rules. So now we're like, we might as well break the rules. And so we eat a lot more than we needed to, okay? And so we see that happen a lot. And then what happens is we go overboard and then the next day we restrict harder or we make ourselves throw up, right? Someone speaking from experience with bulimia or we go to the gym for three or four hours and we run on the treadmill and we do a bunch of workouts, right? And so really look at your life and look at your ketogenic diet and do you see a pattern of restriction, cave, restrict harder, cave harder, restrict harder, cave harder. Fasting is a huge trigger for that for people. And oftentimes though, it's so promoted positively in the space And again, not that it's bad, but when it's presented in a particular way to someone that has a disordered relationship with food, it's easy for it to cause toxic responses down the road. And so we have to understand where we stand with it, okay? Now, does that mean that if you have an eating disorder, you shouldn't fast? No, I'm not saying that at all. I fast, right? The difference though is I understand when is a good time to fast and when not is a good time to fast, okay? So rule number one, do not fast if you are hungry. I'm gonna say that again. Rule number one, do not fast if you are hungry. What do I mean by that? I mean that if you are hungry, do not fast. <laughs> it's, it's pretty simple. The trick though, the trick though, back up before you go, oh, I should never like not eat. If you're truly hungry, there's a big difference between physical hunger and mental hunger. And you've got to learn to distinguish the difference. That's where fasting can come in handy. Fasting can really tell you when you're actually hungry and when you're not. Because what happens is we're mentally hungry. And so we push through those first couple weeks of fasting. But then eventually we get physically actual hunger pains. And when that happens, oftentimes, With the standard American diet, we've gone so long without actually feeling what it's like to be actually hungry that we don't even know what to do with it. And it's this overwhelming, impulsive thought process, obsession over food, your next meal. And so you cave and you overdo it, right? And so the idea here is to know the difference between mental and actual hunger, emotional and actual hunger, stress coping and actual hunger. And then when you feel that actual hunger, eat, Do not keep restricting. Know the difference. So if I go four days of only eating when it hits 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, right? Because even though I wake up in the morning some days and I'm like, I could eat, I'm, I'm hungry, but I'm not really hungry. I'm just like, it's on my mind. And then, you know, so I go to like 10 or 11 every single day for like a week. And then I wake up on Saturday and it's seven and seven or eight in the morning. And I wake up and like, I'm actually hungry. Like I'm thinking about food a lot. My stomach feels empty. I'm hungry, right? I drink some water. I'm still hungry. 
I decide to eat that morning. And it is not breaking the laws of keto dynamics. <laughs> it's not this cursed thing that I've just done that's going to ruin my entire dieting process. And oh my gosh, I ate food before lunch. But so many people put so much weight into it. And when they do that, when they put up those boundaries that don't need to be put up, they develop the possibility of a toxic response to happen, especially when you have a disordered relationship with food. One of the biggest things that helps overcome an eating disorder is learning to actually trust your body. Most of us at the end of the day trust food. We don't trust our bodies. We trust food. We trust food to give us comfort and we trust food to get out of us when we need it to. We trust food to be regulated. Like We don't trust our bodies. For instance, I eat food and then I would make myself throw it up. Why? Because I didn't trust my body to deal with the food properly. I just wanted the food and then I wanted it out of me. And I didn't care what happened to my body. Eating disorders can cause those kinds of those relationships. So we have to look at this from a healthy perspective. And part of learning to know your body is knowing what true hunger feels like. So again, fasting can be a healthy thing for someone that's using keto to overcome an eating disorder. But you have to understand is that it's useful in the sense that it helps you understand when you're truly hungry. So my advice to someone that is trying to fast with an eating disorder is, you know, have that perspective and understand when you're hungry and let it have ebb and flows. You know, if one day it's a 16.8, the next day it's a 14.10, and then one day it might be a 24. That is totally 120% okay to do. And you have every right to do that, and you're going to be totally fine. Trust your body. Don't trust the box. Don't let people put you in boxes. Don't let a thought process put you in boxes, right? Trust your body. One of the things I do want to get on the second point here is do not fast if you're stressed out, okay? Do not fast if you're stressed out. What do I mean by that? I mean that if you're having a really stressful week, stop fasting because what's going to happen is if you do not eat food, you are going to f- you're going to build up that impulsion and you will spill over. I've done it before. I've done the OMAD for a week and I had a really bad week and then on Saturday, my thoughts are just wild and I'm like, screw it and I eat way too much. That's happened when I was bulimic. That happened all the time and then I would make myself puke. I know y'all have done it where you've kept your OMAD all week and you just had a really bad week and so Saturday comes and you just lose it and you don't know why. That's why, because you let it build up. So if you have a really, learn your body, listen to your body. This is all about taking advantage of fasting to learn your body and learn to trust it and respond to it in a way that's appropriate and positive. So really look at where you're at and go, hmm, am I really stressed out? Am I chronically stressed? Okay, maybe I shouldn't eat. Or maybe I should eat, sorry. Maybe I should eat. Maybe I should have breakfast. Maybe if I have breakfast, it's gonna help my cortisol regulate. It's gonna keep me relaxed and it's keep me from having impulsive thoughts towards food. Because think about it. When you're stressed, your body releases cortisol, which spikes blood sugar. This is going to make your body want quick sources of food. It's going to want energy. And so if you don't feed it, that urge will build up and then eventually you cave, okay? So understand that and, and, and listen to your body in that sense, right? So number one, right? is, you know, listen to your body's idea of hunger and then, or true hunger. And then number two is don't fast if you're stressed. Don't fast if you're stressed, okay? Rule number three, do not fast if you're doing it 
for restriction. What do I mean by that? I mean that if you are a bulimic or an anorexic and you decide to fast because you're trying to lose weight or get healthier, that's what the keto people do. Do not do it. Do not do it. I'm going to say it one more time. Do not do it, okay? You need to focus on just eating and letting your body know that it's everything's going to be okay. You've got to work on trust, self-love, and self-appreciation. You cannot restrict like that. Fasting has to come, and just like anything, really, just like the keto diet. Again, we can get into this on another podcast more in depth, and let me know if y'all want me to, but guys, fasting, keto, food groups, all of that has to come from a choice of empowerment. If you decide to fast, it's because you choose to because it makes you feel good. You enjoy having that mental clarity and not worrying about food in the mornings. You enjoy having a a, a, a larger meal um, for lunch and dinner, right? Like you enjoy these things, right? Like it, it's, a, it's a choice of empowerment. It's a choice of I like the way this makes me feel. I like how this affects my body. I like that my inflammation is not as bad. I like that I'm able to control my food more. I like, you know, like, so it's not like, oh, I'm restricted, so I feel in control. It's no, I'm choosing to be in control by, you know, having a certain fasting window. And while that sounds really semantical, I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference in how you approach these things. 100%, it makes a huge difference. I guarantee you, it really, really does. Okay, so rule number four, this is the big one. This is the big one. Do not fast if you're doing it to have a binge session at night. Guys, I know so many people with eating disorders that instead of addressing their eating disorders, they just eat in a way that justifies their eating disorders. If you literally do OMAD because you enjoy stuffing your face for one meal at the end of the day, guys, that is not okay. Now, it is different if OMAD makes you feel good. Meaning you enjoy fasting, you enjoy like the feast beast kind of mentality, right? Like you beast like an animal all day and then at the end of the day you have a big meal, you feel satiated and then you do it all again the next day. That is very different than someone that has a binge eating disorder, fasting all day, dealing with the stress and the impulses of wanting to eat and and white knuckling it through it so that when so that they can make it to dinner and they can eat as much as they want. And they can just stuff their faces and overconsume and overeat. Guys, that is not healthy. No one should be doing that. No one at all should be doing that. But so often, I know I did it. I remember I did OMAD for like three, four months. And then I decided I needed to stop because I felt myself having binge tendencies again. I would fast all day even if I was hungry because I wanted to have a really large meal for dinner. I wanted to have my binge session. I wanted to have my moment of food coma and comfort. Guys, You've got to get out of that. If you are doing that right now, because the problem with it is that you will not always be in a situation where OMAD works. You will not always be in a situation where OMAD works. And then you will slip up and then it won't just become one binge session every day. It'll become two binge sessions, then three binge sessions. Then you might have a binge week, then a binge month. If your diet is dictated by justifying a binge and you acknowledge that, you need to stop. You need to find a better way to regulate your meals and you need to work on giving your body what it needs when it needs it, not when you want it to justify your comfort by calling it something else. Do not do that. I know that's hard and I know that these are some hard things to talk about, but I just feel like 
I need to start speaking out about this. Like to that, those are my four rules as it pertains to fasting with an eating disorder. Um, I hope y'all learned something. I hope this helped. If y'all have any questions, let me know. DM me, email me. You know where to find me. I love you guys. Till next time. Peace out.